This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. This is Mike White at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. What's funny is I, I I've listened to the theme music all the time when I edit it and all that, and I put it together and I, I splice it together and I do the do the uh, volume editing and all that, and I still can't like it, like I'm so stupid with music that I can't like replicate it with my mouth. <laughs> you suck. This. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good music. It's catchy. It is, oh, it is yeah. catchy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again tissue. to Scar Tissue. Star um, Tissue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oops. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Star Tissue. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So, how's so speaking of speaking of stars, though, yes. um, are you guys? Do you guys have any interest whatsoever in the fault in our stars? You know, it's funny. I do actually. I I haven't seen any trailers, any clips. I don't know much about. It at all, but I have read on Shameless Plug, obsessivebooknerd.com. Uh, our our contributor and my friend Sam, he wrote a review of it uh, on the site that should go live in two weeks. Um, and it's it like, first of all, it was a really good, well written review. Um, again, obsessivebooknerd.com. <laughs> but um, it's like he sold me on it like really hard. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna read it and check out the movie this summer. Um. Yeah. Cool. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's one of those cases where the book is substantially better than the movie. Exactly. Um, I'm going well, to but read the book but yeah, time. I mean, Shailene Woodley is pretty cool. Yeah. She's she's and, impressed me so far. And also that Ansel Elgort or how, however you want. To oh yeah, the name. dude from Carrie. From Carrie, we oh, all yeah. loved him in Carrie. Yeah, we that's did. Right. Yeah, I didn't see. That's how. That's how disconnected I am with the movies. I don't even know him. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm excited for it i i haven't read the book like you guys um and i i'm familiar with john green only from his vlog brothers videos on youtube huh see i didn't i didn't even know anything about that yeah, yeah. he's got he's got quite a youtube presence uh and i discovered it because we were teaching catcher in the rye and uh and we used some of his videos to to kind of just talk about um catcher in the rye and so he does all kinds of things he he does um 50 common misconceptions he talks about like debunking myths uh he's got one i'm just reading now religion and gay marriage what to do with your life uh 30 life hacks debunked uh he's just a really really smart smart guy um and i'm embarrassed to say i haven't read any of his work so i'm I'm just kind of excited to see how that goes. My wife and I are, are actually going to read it uh, at the same time and kind of talk about it as we go. So I'm getting excited about it. That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I basically yeah. have to, I have to drop name, drop my wife every episode I've found. It's <laughs> like, it's like the new drinking game for obsessive viewer. Yeah. It's uh, um, yeah. 
key to a happy marriage is referencing your wife on a podcast every week. It is what they say. Yeah, yeah. That is what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Is he from, is John Green from Indianapolis or is The Fault in Our Stars set in Indianapolis or does it have some kind of tie to Indianapolis? Because that's the impression I get when I heard him talking on Bob and Tom. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Sorry. If only we could look it up somewhere. I know. If, there, if only there was a way <laughs> we could tell. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So this is the obsessive, painfully uninformed on media podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, welcome to the Obsessive Viewer podcast. We've been going for a while and I kind of forgot <laughs> to mention that. Except for at the top. But uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, today, we're, I guess we can get into our main discussion, if that's cool with you guys. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Uh, today, we're talking about Nostalgia TV. This is a sequel to our Nostalgia Movies episode from... Oh, it's been months. Um, I think It's overdue. Was, yeah, that was like our fifth or sixth episode, I think. I don't know. Something like uh, that. Mike, were you on for that one? Yeah, he was. For, what was it? Nostalgia in movies? Yeah. I was. It yeah. It was one of my first. I think it was like the seventh or eighth episode overall. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we're back with Nostalgia TV. I kind of forgot about it. Then we're back! <laughs> we're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Nostalgia in TV is, is just a uh, good... Okay, it was the ninth episode. Sorry, I was stalling. <laughs> Nostalgia <laughs> movies was the ninth episode. But yeah, so these are TV shows that um, anytime we see them or, or think about them, we and they they're intrinsically tied with our childhood or a, a long time ago. Um, yeah, mostly childhood, I guess. Youth. Yeah, youth. Um, Adolescence. Adulthood. Um, yeah. Other other synonyms for youngness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and I I dug deep for mine. I don't know about you guys, uh, but I, I dug bit. pretty deep. And yeah, um, this one's a little bit tougher actually for me, um, because I did a lot of the, especially this late in the game. Like nostalgia movies wasn't a problem, but mm-hmm. uh, as many episodes in as we have, I I'm trying to make sure that I don't talk about anything that I talked about in like a sitcoms episode or Halloween on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping it's kind of shy away from that stuff. Okay. But we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So who wants to go first? I guess oh. I can start. Cool. Okay, cool. If you don't mind. All right, go right ahead. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about the second greatest child, uh, children's horror show uh, on TV, and that's Goosebumps. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Um, it came out significantly after the, the first group of books, uh, started coming out. And, uh, I remember it was definitely, definitely something I was anticipating. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure when it aired, uh, um, like when new episodes aired, but I watched it mostly like after school on weekdays. And this was 1995 through 1998, so I was in, oh, something like third or fourth grade through, like, sixth grade. Um, and I remember, I don't want to say it was, like, an early foray into horror for me, because I remember not being very scared by it at all. 
Right. Um, but also thinking that the um, that the 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 horror in it was actually well done. I remember thinking, oh, these these episodes are tense. Um, I'll tell you what actually got me looking forward to it was the 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 pilot. Um, I guess we'll call it a pilot. Was was the haunted mask special? Okay, which aired mm-hmm. on October twenty seventh, ninety five. Uh, and the haunted mask and the haunted mask two were my favorite Goosebumps books. Um, and I just remember being so excited for this to come on, and then like not watching, uh, not watching the show for a little while, and then realizing that they had actually made a show out of it, and it wasn't just the movies. Um, huh. So that was that was kind of important to me, and then I would watch an episode and then go read the book. Uh, but I I love this show. Did you guys watch the show? Uh, you know it's funny. I I kind of have a lot to say about this, Tiny, if you don't mind. The books were better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, that is kind of what I'm what I'm gonna say is I was I adored the Goosebumps series of books, and for obsessive book nerd, I'm gonna review them and all that. I think Mike, you're gonna help me out. If, uh. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I just adored them. Like that was my childhood was just waiting for the scholastic book fair at school so that I can get the next goosebump book. And, uh, every time we got the little, the little order form, I was like, oh, I'm, like I, I was so eager to see the cover of the next goosebump book. Cause I, the, I didn't have obviously no internet or anything like that. So I, I had no idea before that catalog or that brochure or whatever uh came out i had no idea what the next month's goosebump book was going to be dork <laughs> i know and, <laughs> what a loser. Um, no and i loved that series and i i i, I attribute the goosebump series in rl stein for a my initiating my love of reading which you can read more about at obsessivebooknerd.com. And uh, also for being a kind of precursor to my massive fandom of Stephen King, um, which if you know me at all, you know that I love Stephen King. Um, so I kind of, I, I loved those books so much that when the show came on, I read every single one of them. I, I read them, I read some of them multiple times. Uh, my favorite one was Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, by the way. Um, <clears throat> that was your favorite Goosebumps yeah. book? Yeah. I, what was your first gonna, one? Uh, what was my first one? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, okay. I know I didn't read them in, in chronological order. Well, no. I don't right. Um, but I just remember really attaching myself to Curse of the Mummy's Tomb because I, I kind of love the, uh, like, because so many of them were like every every man kids, I guess, or every whatever just kind every of every like, kids every kids pretty much like like just you know kind of they were just kind of like you can connect with them because they were just everyday suburban kids um and so curse of the mummy's tomb just starts out with him in like egypt and at the pyramids and all that stuff and i just thought that that was a really cool dynamic for the for the series um for the story to take but anyway so the show i remember what day was it that the first one aired mike it was october, uh, october 27th 1995 five. I remember the first book, by the way, was released uh, in 1992. Okay, nice. and that Monster was... Blood was the first book. Yes. No. Yeah, I, I knew that without no. looking it up. Actually, no, it wasn't. Monster Blood was not. The, oh, it was. Uh, Welcome Don't to Dead Go House. in the Basement. Nope, that about... was number two. Uh, number one was Welcome to Dead House. Welcome to Dead House, yeah. and then it was Don't Go in the Basement, yeah. and then Monster Blood. Yeah, there you Shoot. go. Shoot, I had because <laughs> I remember having those. I got the uh, three of them for 
for my birthday one year. Um, oh, nice. And it was those three. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> as you should <laughs> no, that's be. that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I remember specifically October 27th, uh, 1995. I remember I was in like like the little patch of field or whatever um, in our apartment complex in Ohio, uh, Huntington Hills apartment complex in Stowe, Ohio. Shout out. Um, but there was like between two of the apartment buildings, there was this big like field that we played like football and baseball on and all that stuff. And where kids played and all that. And I remember I was there with my friends and then like my mom was yelling for me saying like, Oh, Goosebumps TV show is about to air. You need to, you need to come watch it or whatever. So like I'm all eager to go watch it and everything. And then it didn't do anything for me. Huh? Really? Yeah. That was a long way to get to that point. But yeah, um, even as a nine year old, you weren't like excited about that. Even as a nine year old, I pretty much thought, well, I have the pictures in my head from the books and this is tarnishing that image. Uh, not tarnishing it, but it's, it's, it's incongruous to what I thought in my head as I watched it. Cause I was, I had like an active imagination, I guess. Yeah. So I, or I was very stubborn about my imagination. I should say. Well, you, yeah, stubborn. And you must have been very generous because I thought the show was as breezy as the books could be. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't really watch that much of it, to be honest. I remember there was that one, uh, camp. I don't know if it was Camp Nowhere or something. There were the kids at camp, and then the end of the episode is... Because, uh, I, I, ironically, I don't think I read the book for that one. But the end of the episode is that he's like he's at a camp, or his parents are trying to send him away to this camp that's all right. creepy and stuff. Yeah. But the end of the episode is that they look up, and where the moon is, they see Earth, and they're like, well, we got to go to Earth to do that. And it just it's a twist that says that they're all aliens and stuff. I actually watched that uh, during Shocktober this year, that episode. Really? Does it yeah, it's on Netflix. Because I, I actually like that episode. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of those. I love. I liked the, they were, it was like twist stuff for kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I loved, I mean, uh, I, this is, this is turning, I'm turning this into a discussion about the books. I'm sorry. But there was a Goosebumps Series 2000. Did you read any of those? No, I did not. Okay, I did, and they had a run for like a few months where it was like each, at the end of the book, at the end of each book, they had a contest where it was like, okay, this, for this set amount of, these set amount of books, each book had a, had a word. And so it was like five, I don't know how long it was, but there were like three or four, uh, words that each book had a different word, and then you were supposed to write a story, um, that used all three of those words, um, in a way, and then you were supposed to submit it, and you could, you know, like the grand prize was flying out to like New York or L.A. or something, and meeting R.L. Stein and and doing all this, and then like second place was place was like assigned. Uh, I don't know what second place was, but I think third place or second place. I'm not sure because it was weird. It was like grand prize and then first prize, and I don't know. But the one of the prizes was assigned an audio autographed copy of uh, R.L. Stein's autobiography, and I actually won that with mine. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. Awesome. What was his uh what was his autobiography called? Uh I can't remember. Um I know that uh, the only thing I can really remember. Oh, I remember a lot of things cuz and when I won that I was like um uh But uh, I remember specifically like his, in school he was in uh, his nickname was Jovial cuz he was a very jovial guy. <laughs> 
kind of huh. weird. Um, it's a weird nickname. It is a very weird nickname, and uh, that's the word. That's how I learned the word jovial. Um, and then, um, and so, and then also like how he got the name Goosebumps was that he was writing the stories and everything. And then he looked in the TV guide and saw like one of the stations was having a, a horror movie marathon. And they called it the Goosebumps Marathon, and he was like, "Oh, that's a good name for the books." <laughs> So, yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, so I just didn't really connect with the, sh- with the show that much. I haven't really watched that much of it, or I, I don't, I don't remember watching much of it, but I adore the book series like no other. Um, and like, I would spend, uh, recently, in the recent past, I would watch, uh, I would watch like YouTube videos and, and like look up people that have collections of the books and think like, I want to amass a collection, cause I don't think I have them anymore. I think they might be, uh, either in storage or or in or in the back of my closet somewhere, but I would love to find them. Um, but I do. Ermagerd Gersperms. Gersperms. Oh damn it! <laughs> um, tiny goosebumps. Goosebumps. Tiny. Uh, I, similar to Matt, I didn't really watch the show. I I don't really remember the show that much. Uh, but I love the books. Yeah, my favorite was um, the horror at Camp Jelly Jam. Nice. Oh. Yeah, it's my favorite. So I love the books. Yeah, I just I don't remember the show. I wish I wish I did it. Is it use, is it still on Netflix? I know it was. I, I it think is. so. It was in October, but I haven't looked since. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I might have to watch some of them. I'll have to revisit it too. Yeah. Yeah. I never won any awards or anything, but I like the books. <laughs> like Matthew, well, you know, overachiever. You, you know, I would like to meet the person that won like the grand prize, and then just like punch him in the kneecaps or something or kick him in the shins. <laughs> uh, no, I was actually really happy with him. Like my story was, was uh, like my parents or like the character's parents didn't want uh, the kid spending time with his friends. And so there was a big mystery and everything. So then of course at the end of it, uh, it turned out that the parents were, didn't I think I think what I was going for was that the parents didn't want the kids spend time with his friends because the friends were going to be food for them because the kids the family was actually aliens or something. Uh, um, yeah, classic nice. kind of goosebumps. And, Very goosebumpsy. Yeah, and the one phrase that I made sure to put into the uh, into the story was um, he he excitedly ran up the stairs taking them two at a time because that was a common phrase in in the goosebump books <laughs> yeah. wow yeah you gotta dig up your story man and put it on obsessive book nerd i should oh wow that's a good idea i think i could find it i think nice. i think i'll be able to find it yeah that'd be awesome maybe yeah so check out for that thanks you Cute. tiny for putting me on the spot for, <laughs> for that <laughs> sorry okay uh so do we have anything else on Goosebumps, or should we move along? I think we can move along. Cool. Cool. Uh, Tiny, do you want to go next? I'd love to. Sweet. So I knew, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew that we ha- I had to do something that was a cartoon. I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid. There were a lot of great cartoons um, from when we were kids. I mean, there's the classics, like all the Looney Tunes. You know, you got your Bugs Bunny, and uh, you got your... Porky the Pig, uh, Pepe Le Pew, nice. and Tom and Jerry. Can't go wrong. But those are kind of like, you know, almost before our time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. But we had some great stuff like from Nickelodeon. You know, we had uh, Rocco's Modern Life, 
uh, Ren and Stimpy, which is so unique. We used to watch that, um, but I think I kind of just watched it because my brother liked it. I thought it was pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to make a long story short, one of my favorite cartoons from when I was a kid was uh, Animaniacs. Nice. And uh, I kind of almost forgot like what the show was really about. Um because obviously it's been like 15 years since I've watched it. Probably more, actually way more than that. Probably like almost 20 years. Um, it was on from 1993 to 1998. And uh, what the show was about was it, it was basically just a, a compilation of all these different characters that were uh, sort of invented by different WB Warner Brothers animators. Um, uh, the, the most... Um, the most prevalent characters were um, the actual Animaniacs. <laughs> um, they yeah. were uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think what the show the show's legacy I think has has sort of become Pinky and the Brain, uh, right. who were some other characters who were always trying to take over the world. <laughs> um, and looking back at it as an adult. It's hilarious because there was this group of, I think they were pigeons, and they lived in New York City, and they were essentially, um, they were essentially like a a mafia. <laughs> um, they were called uh, the Good Feathers. Yeah, and, good feathers. Oh, I have no memory of this. Yeah, and they worshipped Martin Scorsese, and they had like these really thick New York accents, like Brooklyn accents. No way. Um, and they were always like shaking people up for money and stuff. It was hilarious. Like as a kid, obviously, I didn't get the reference because I didn't know who the hell Martin Scorsese was. I was six. Um, but looking back, it's just hysterical that that's in a in a cartoon for kids. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, but uh, Animaniacs was always so much fun. Um, but again, the three, uh, at least what I thought were the three main characters were Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Mm-hmm. They were just hilarious. They were like uh, two brothers and a sister, and they were always getting into trouble and, and uh, you know, driving these people crazy. And it's just really fun. Uh, I used to, me and my brother used to watch it after school. Um, it went for like 99 episodes or something like that. Um, five years. Um I used to love that show. It was so much fun. Did you guys ever watch it? Oh yeah, I was obsessed. It was nice. uh it was very similar in weirdness to Ren and Stimpy, but not yeah. as creepy. Yeah. That's one of the things that I wasn't a fan of for Ren and Stimpy. Everyone loved Ren and Stimpy and I was like it's gross and, and weird to me. And yeah. super, super violent. Like when Absolutely. you really look at it, violent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I agree. So Matt, did you watch Animaniacs at all? Um, I did. I didn't watch it quite like religiously or anything like that. In terms of cartoons, I was more into like Looney Tunes, like the old Looney Tunes. Uh, I had a soft spot for um, um, Tweety and uh, Sylvester and Tweety. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, Animaniacs was cool though. I remember like watching it like after school and stuff like that, but or on Saturday mornings, I guess. But I don't mm-hmm. really remember much much else about it. Um, I remember loving Pinky and the Brain, though. Yeah, they. I think again. I think I think the show's legacy is, you know, largely Pinky and the Brain because yeah. it's hilarious. It's two mice who want to take over the world. <laughs> um, it's just classic. 
Uh, yep. Yeah, I wish I, I, I kind of, I almost want to like, you know, try to find DVDs of it or something and just right. revisit it. Um, cause I, I remember so little from it. I just remember loving it. Right. I wonder if it's on Netflix at all. I don't, I don't know. know. Or not. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, I'm trying to think, <laughs> I'm trying to think, was it Warner Brothers? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. If yeah. The whole thing a... took place on the Warner Brothers lot. That's right. I remember that. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The WB. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Thank good you. Pick, good pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, anything more to say about Animaniacs? Nope. Okay, cool. So I guess it's my turn. Go Do for it. it. Um, like I said, I, I dug pretty deep for this one. And while it's not, uh, weirdly enough, it's not chronologically the first one, like in terms of space-time continuum or anything. But, um, uh, it's not the first one on my list, but it is the earliest memory of a TV show that I have. The earliest memory of a TV show no. you have. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, even that's inaccurate because the next one on my list is, I remember it from, I'm I'm thinking of it in terms of where we lived when I saw okay. it because I have memories of watching these things and I I associate them with the place that we were living in at the time. Gotcha. So, but this is a unique, a unique one because it is, um, decidedly a much more adult show than I should have been watching. Um, and it's kind of crazy that I remember it because it aired in the first episode aired in December of 1989, uh, which is, I was born in June of 1986. Um, and the last episode aired sometime in, I believe, spring or summer of 1990. So it only ran for 12 episodes, um, before being canceled, but it was called True Blue. Um, have you guys heard of this at all? I don't even know that I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anyone to have heard of it. Um, I got, I got nothing. Yeah. I don't know what channel it was on or anything like that, but it was a, it was a cop show, um, I believe it was on, oh, well, yeah, it was on network TV. <laughs> um, but it aired from 1989 to 1990 and it ran for 12 episodes. It was about cops in, I, I don't even know if it was New York or LA or where, but it was, it was just a cop show, kind of run of the mill cop show. But I, I remember distinctively one episode that freaked me out as like a four or five year old kid. Um, Math is hard. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, I would have been like, what, four? Almost four? Do I remember? Wow, how do I remember this? Maybe they re-ran it uh, later. But anyway, I remember there was a scene where the uh, a, a, a person was in a subway, like walking the tracks or something. Or being, I don't know what it was. But anyway, their foot got caught in the in the track, and there was a subway car coming. And one of the cops just rescued them, like, rescued them from it. But it was so, like, I was so nervous and so, like, amped up for it and everything. Cause it was, it was, it actually kind of stuck with me for a long time. And that is my, wow, that would be my first memory, I think, uh, of the TV show. It would have had to have been, I think. But it was just, it, I think, I believe the, uh, the episode was episode nine. I looked it up on IMDb because I don't, they don't have the episode descriptions, but it was called Tunnel Vision. Um, and according to IMDb, it aired January 26, 
So I don't know how I remember it, but I do. And I remember, I remember specifically going, uh, I think I was like sitting down to watch it or maybe my, my mom told me this, but I was like, why isn't it on? And my mom's like, Oh, it got canceled. And that was my first experience with TV shows being canceled (laughs) (laughs) and being ripped apart from me. Um, do you know? Uh, do you know who uh, a notable person who was an actor in True Blue? The only one, because I just skimmed the IMDb uh, list. Um, I can't. Wow, uh, Nestor Serrano. Um, okay. I can't. I I've seen him in many things in yeah in that, but I can't place. I can't. I can't think of a specific one to anchor it. But his name's like Nestor Serrano, or I think. Um, okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he was in it, but uh, uh, who? Someone who I think is of note, uh, very, very um, recognizable today, anyways, is uh, Tim Van Patten, who is a very prolific director for HBO. He's directed episodes of all of the uh, the most significant, like the biggest right. shows in HBO: The Wire, yeah. Sopranos, uh, Boardwalk Empire, Game of Thrones. Uh, was he involved so. with True Blue? He acted on it. He was no one of the characters. way! Yeah. Wow. It's just it's one of his last acting credits. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that just blew my mind. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, cuz right? I didn't get a chance to I didn't get a chance to really research it um today. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. And he's awesome too. I've I've seen him on uh, the special features on the Boardwalk Empire Blu-rays um talking about <laughs> his directing process and it's really cool. Um, yeah, he's a great director. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, that's my that's my first pick. Uh, True Blue. My first my first experience with heartache on television. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No wonder you remember it. It's a dark dark time in yeah, your life because of the exactly. heartache. Everyone yeah. everyone everyone remembers their first love and their first heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Uh, on TV. On TV. <laughs> one caveat. Uh, so yeah, so that's mine. Uh, Mike, what do you got for us? What's next on your list? Yeah, um, I want to talk about Pokemon. Okay. Which ah. I don't think I've mentioned ever on this show, uh, which is interesting because I'm, I'm kind of quite a Pokemon fanatic. Okay. Um, and I'll say this. I started with, uh, an admiration for the video game. Like the video game is what I cared about. And, and still to this day, the video game is, is what I care about. When I call myself a fan of Pokemon, it's because I love the video game. Um, so I might have seen one or two episodes of the show, but any interest I had in the show is because I was excited to see the video game. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, uh, is any interest I had in the show is because I was excited to play the video game. Right. Um, so, I I guess it's hard to say I was a fan of of the show, but I, um, I still watched it for a while. Um, it's really not good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever watched it? Yeah, no, it's, I agree. It's, it's it's still going on. I mean, there are there are a couple hundred episodes. Wow, I had no yeah, idea. Which is wow. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it's still going. I don't know if it's going strong, I would say, but it's definitely going. Um, and I, I remember just being confused. Um, cause if you didn't watch it in order, it was very confusing. It definitely was serialized and, and built upon itself. Um, but I remember like what I hated most was early on how Ash, the, 
main protagonist wanted to catch them all um, because as the slogan goes, you've got to catch them all. Right. Uh, and I remember being incredibly frustrated with the amount of Pokemon he would let go or not catch or not have anything to do with. And like, if you want to catch them all, you got to get those. Um, and so it was just a frustrating show. Uh, I, I'm surprised it was as popular as it was. I, I can only imagine the popularity of the show had to do with the popularity of the video game. Oh, yeah. Um, at least in the United States. Yeah. So there, there's not much to say except that that if it's on, I'll stop to watch it. And I even watched a few episodes of it on Netflix uh, <laughs> a little while back. But the, my lasting memory of it is, is that it's really not that good. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember liking the game quite a bit. I kind of went through a phase where I was all about Pokemon. And as a marketing strategy or as, as, or whatever, they really, they really got it right because they kept pumping out different versions of the game and different, different things. Like they were really, they were really exploitative of the consumerism. Yeah. Uh, for that. Well, not, so. yeah. And it just in all these different media forms too, because there was the show, there was the video games, mm-hmm. there were the, like, uh, I think they were like action figures or like collectible dolls yeah. or something. Card and then the, toys. The, the card game too. Yeah. I mean, it was just like they, they infiltrated every facet oh, yeah. <laughs> and all, and all of them became hugely popular. Like they're also collectible now. I think the cards, right. the cards are like crazy valuable now. Yeah. And, uh, so. South Park did a great send up. of it. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. Pokemon. That's, uh, I'm not even a huge South Park fan, but that episode is phenomenal. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, or for for that little like, I think it was like one summer that I was into it. Um, favorite Pokemon? Oh, uh, Alakazam. It's no question. Oh wow, I don't even remember Alakazam. I was so I think that's I had so little focus that I was like, oh, Charmander and Charizard were my favorites. Um, so I, I don't. That's, really... that's clearly those were your favorites. Yeah. The, very little focus there, Matthew. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really Charizard. dive into like all of them or anything. I was just like, oh, okay, well, out of the three that you can pick at the beginning, uh, I like Charmander the best, and I like Charizard. I don't think I ever beat any of the games. Oh, I man. don't care. <laughs> I beat them several times. <laughs> nice. No, I remember when I was a kid, Like several of my friends were really into it. And I remember they would always like they would reference it all the time, and, and like <laughs> it made me laugh because they'd be like, they'd be like, "What are you saying, aw?" and like stuff like that. And I thought it was funny, <laughs> but like I thought it was funny, but like I just I remember them talking about like, "Oh, what's what's the best Pokemon?" And I'm just like, "I don't care." <laughs> I I was just never into it. Um, Did you ever play it? I not never watched it, never played it, never had the cards, nothing. I was well, just that's why you don't care. Yeah. If you, but I, if I, you played the game, you would get it. Like all a lot of the stuff is pretty stupid. Uh, uh, the show is admittedly pretty stupid. The cards are really pretty stupid. Uh the toys it, it's all it's all exactly what you say it is. But the game is one of the best games ever made. Really? Okay. It, it is fantastic. Nice. See, I didn't even have the first game system I ever had was PlayStation One, so that's yeah. why I I was gotcha. I wasn't I didn't have any access to it, so that's why I guess. Gotcha. 
Well, that's good. Now I know why. I I, know, I was never exposed to the best part of Pokemon, so I guess that's yeah, that's why. Right. Yeah. The game is fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, for me, it was more of a phase. Um, but I knew people that were really, really stuck to it and really into it. So yeah, it's a good pick. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um. Cool. Uh. So that tiny. What do you got for us? Uh. The next one is the first one that came to mind for me. Nice. Uh, it was a show on Nickelodeon from 1994 to 2005 called All That. Oh, nice. This is Love all it. All That. Yeah. Ah, it's awesome. awesome. Uh, it was like SNL for kids. Yeah. Um, that's all you really got to say, I think. Um, and not only that, it was a good show. Um, I, I really, I really think so. I have not seen any of it since I was a kid. I don't know if it holds up or not. Uh, I doubt that it does. Yeah, um, I imagine you'd be a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would. But I remember it was like, it was like an event. Like I think it was was it on like Friday nights maybe Saturday night. Snick. Saturday night. Snick. Snick. Oh Ooh. man, you just blew my mind. Yeah. That. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, do we need to awesome. do a whole no- a whole another episode? I think we do. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> we should do a it's whole a Nickelodeon show. Just yeah. blanket Nickelodeon because there's so much to talk about there. But yeah, it's Snick, all that, go nuts. <laughs> but uh, I forgot it was Saturday nights. But yeah, I guess yeah. you know it's. I, I think parents probably loved it because like, mm-hmm. like good. This is our day off. I'd give our kids something to occupy their time so we don't have to deal with them. Um, <laughs> uh, but I I just remember laughing at so much of it. I just thought it was like I remember you know older kids and parents talking about Saturday Night Live and like I always wanted to watch it, but you know I was. When all that was on in 1994, I was seven, and you know, I'd, SNL was too adult for me. I wouldn't even have gotten it anyways. So, I wanted something like that, and all that completely filled that niche. You know, it it satisfied that desire, if you will. Yeah. Um, uh, the most memorable for me, I'm having trouble remembering the sketches, <clears throat> but the most memorable was. Uh, uh, Pierre, the 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 French guy, Pierre Escargot. Oh, Pierre yeah. Escargot. <laughs> yeah, just, that blows my mind. I don't remember much of all that, but wow. And looking back at it, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's just a dude in a tub saying words, kind of funny. That's the whole sketch. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. But when you're eight or nine, that's hysterical. Yeah. You know. Uh, I so liked yeah, uh, Principal Pimpal. Oh, I don't know if I remember that one. And he, it was, it was, uh, it was Keenan Thompson, uh, and it was basically oh. one note. He was a principal, and he had a big old pimple on his forehead <laughs> that would like swell. It would like throb. I remember that. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. That's Plus, fantastic. there's the 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 good the good burger sketches essentially. Of course. Oh, of course. of course. Yeah, those were great. Those were great. Way Wish better than the movie. About good yeah, way better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then of course at the end of the show, just like Saturday Night Live, they would have a musical performance, and I mean they got some pretty big names back in the day. Um, Mike, Mike, and I were talking before the the episode, singing the Mike remembered the theme song from memory, which was impressive. Yeah. And uh, the the theme I song had the, was I had the cassette tape, the soundtrack. 
Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. Wow. Uh, the theme song was recorded by TLC, uh, Tender Love and Care. <laughs> T-Boz, left, T-Boz left Dying Chili, I know. Uh, but, you know, they were huge in the 90s. I was a big TLC fan back in the day. Um, but they would get great guests on. I think I remember uh, Britney Spears was on a time or two. Um, I remember when Lauren Hill was on. I was a big Lauren Hill fan back in the day. A lot of hip-hop, especially a lot of hip-hop. On. Yeah, yeah. TLC, Debrat, Immature, Brandy, Aaliyah, Coolio, Soul for Real, Blackstreet, Usher. Huh. Wow. Wow. Naughty by Nature. I'm I'm looking at a list. <laughs> okay. Monica, say, you the Twins. God. Run DMC did Christmas in Hollis. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. Jeez. And so. Much like Ooh, in season three, mm. Blackstreet did No Diggity. Oh, <gasps> uh, Blackstreet wow. was my jam back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. I like much like SNL. I just I didn't really watch the music performances at all. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I'm I don't know. I've never really been a music guy or anything like that. Um, as I as I noted at the beginning of the episode, I can't even remember how to mimic our theme song. Um. <laughs> so I just I I'm completely illiterate when it comes to music, so I just kind of skim past those. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That's all I got for that. <laughs> so the show gave us some future stars, uh Amanda Bynes, uh Keenan Thompson who's now on SNL. Mm-hmm. Um Nick Cannon was on it briefly. Uh, maybe more than briefly. Huh. 24 episodes. I'm looking on the uh I am to be right now. Jamie Lynn Spears was on it as a regular performer. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Huh. huh. So yeah, I guess it went all the way to 2005. I don't think I probably didn't watch it past like 1997 or eight. Yeah, me neither. Um, I don't think I did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Didn't Amanda Bynes have a sketch, a recurring sketch called "Ask Ashley"? Yes. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Yes, the, she I think did. the only reason I remember this is that my sister's name is Ashley, but. It was some. I remember she was in her bedroom and she would read. She would read like like air quotes, user submitted or, or viewer submitted questions and stuff. But it was always like I, I don't remember the gag of it. I don't remember if it was just really awful advice or if it was geared toward kids or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the gag was there, but I just remember that. So hmm. I got nothing. I have no supplement for that. <laughs> for that. <laughs> Yeah, again, it would be fun. I think it'd be fun to go back and look at it. Again, I'm sure it doesn't hold up, obviously, for an adult adult audience, but uh, it'd be fun to just go back and just a trip down memory lane, just to remember what I used to laugh at as an eight or nine year old. Right. Yeah. The nostalgia of it. I can't believe I completely forgot about Pierre Escargot. Escargot. (laughs) Escargot. I remember what I remember. was it a recurring thing that he had the that he had the the um the boat in the tub with him, or was that just a one time gag? Uh, he wore a raincoat and he had a rubber ducky. That yeah. I think it was the rubber ducky I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, the rubber ducky. Wow, that just wow, that blew my mind. Memories. <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, nostalgia yep. television. Um, yeah, so great. So that's that's my second pick. Awesome. Uh, is that bringing it to me? Yes, sir. Okay, this is... I can't pin down when I watched this, but I used to watch reruns of it all the time because it was it had completed in 1983. 
But I remember um, my dad had a house on 54th Street here in Indianapolis uh, way, way back in, way, way back in the day. Um, but me and my brother, whenever we were over there, cause, cause my parents were separated for, for a touch. Um, but whenever we were over there, we used to watch the 1970s slash 80s cop, again, running theme there, um, cop show Chips, uh, <laughs> With a little I and a little less, so it's it's chips with the because the C H P is all caps. Uh, California Highway Patrol, uh, motorcycle cops Eric Estrada and Larry Wilcox as Ponch and John. Uh, me and my brother just loved this so much. Um, we would watch <laughs> we would watch reruns. We like we were real little and everything. Um, so so like we would we would. Uh, Oh, this is embarrassing. We would sit on, we would each sit, like my dad had a couch. We would each sit on the arm of the couch on opposite ends and pretend like we were riding motorcycles and we were, <laughs> of course, we were cops. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think that since he was the older brother, uh, I think Ray is my brother. Um, I think since he was older, he was all, he always got to be Ponch, who was the cool one. Um, <laughs> and I was relegated to playing John. Um, but I just, I really liked the show. Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> the themes music is so, like I talk about how I'm illiterate with music, but I remember the theme music so well. It's, uh, um, dude, uh, I'm gonna try to imitate it. This is gonna be a disaster. Uh, do, do, do. Anyway, yeah, anyway, that was a disaster. Anyway, um, thank you. Um, yeah. I'll nice. I'll pull it from YouTube and I'll add it to the episode. But um <laughs> No, it was I loved it so much. Um and I I've never I haven't seen any of it. I think I may have I don't I it's not on Netflix, but I think I may have stumbled across it on YouTube or something. And I mean I mean, it's a, it's a cheesy cop show, um, but I remember, I I don't remember much about it. I just remember there being like one scene that stuck with me. Again, kind of a similar to True Blue. Um, there was a there was an episode or a scene where I think Ponch wrecked his bike, and I was like, oh no, that's like he's he's a motorcycle cop. Motorcycle cops don't wreck or something. It was just it was a weird. <laughs> It was a weird thing, association forged in my brain, uh, for that. It was just, and I loved the show. And I think part of it was that my dad had a motorcycle in before we were born. He was a cop for, uh, IPD. What was then IPD and is now IMPD, Indianapolis Police Department, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Shout out. Um, <laughs> no, um, so I think that that kind of forged this, this thing in, in at least my brain and maybe my brother's brain who, uh, funny enough my my brother's a police officer now but it was just kind of this thing that this thing that me and my brother watched with our dad um i don't know if my sister watched it with us at all um but yeah so that's that's chips <laughs> uh classic television was uh, that show was that heather locklear's break uh your guess is as good as mine i don't know <laughs> i, I like think so yeah maybe Maybe. I don't know why that's significant, but that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh if it's not oh yeah, and they had reunion 
movies, like TV movies, a couple of them um, huh. in like the 90s. Wow. Whoa. I remember specifically there was one that I think, <laughs> I think Judge Judy was in one of them. <laughs> where uh I think Ponch was getting sued or something like it was just a, a a subplot to get her cameo in there or something but uh like they were at like court for something like either John's neighbor something about dog poop or so I don't know it was a, it was a gag in it but I just remember <laughs> that being kind of a big thing was that like oh chips is coming back for a TV movie and we watched it and it was like oh chips came back for a TV movie um so yeah so, I'm pretty sure I've never seen an episode. Oh, yeah, shoot. I am sure that I've never seen an episode. So loud. Yeah, what is that that you're doing? Uh, <laughs> it's like a severely tone death. It's like a it's like a deaf mouse trying to imitate the Chips theme song. Yeah. It's something. It is. It's, <laughs> it's something. It sounds. <laughs> it's a thing that I did. Um, and can't be undone. Uh, so that's my second pick, Chips. Uh, if you want to check it out on YouTube uh, or somewhere. I don't think it's on Netflix, shamefully. Um, yeah. Chips. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, uh, for my third pick then, uh, I'll talk about Even Stevens. Oh, nice. Hmm. Which mostly we've been talking about shows that that came from when we were like children. Uh, by the time even Stevens was on the air, we were f- at least teenagers. Yeah, I missed the boat. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Oh, really? No, yeah. me either. But you were aware of it, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it, it first aired in 1999, so we were we were definitely into our teen years. I don't know. I guess it was directed toward us. I guess you could say we were tweens at the time. Um, sure. but I, I remember coming back for every episode, like it fully anticipating, um, um, Shia LaBeouf to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. I like, I was like, this kid is going to go places. He's, he's going to be huge. He's going to be the biggest actor when he grows up. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly not going to grow up to be a douche. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I couldn't tell – well, I guess I could tell. I, I felt strongly like um, his amazing performance was a result of him being quirky and interesting and not so much good writing uh, on the part of who, whoever created even Stevens. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was always really impressed with it. Um, his sister on the show was played by Christy Carlson Romano, who I was in love with. <laughs> I actually sent, uh, on, on the Disney channel website, you could, you could like send emails to them. And I sent her an email about how, how big of a crush I had. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. Great. Oh. Yeah. I can't specifically remember episodes, mm-hmm. uh, to tell you which one was my favorite, but I know that, I know that I liked them all. And I remember uh, the show ended after they aired the movie, the Even Stevens movie, like mm-hmm. one summer where they were stranded on an island uh, for a reality show or something like that. Okay. Um, and and I remember like not being sure if that was it uh, and being disappointed of that, but it was it. That's, hmm. that's sad. Did you guys ever watch the show? No, no. But I've, not I've, at all. I'll, yeah, yeah, no, I never watched it. Um, 
I think I think I I had a friend who was really into it, but I I just I just wasn't into it. Was you said that the movie was about them for a reality show or something? Was that wasn't a running theme throughout the whole series, was it? No, it wasn't. Okay, okay. No, it was just the the everyday life of uh, a couple of siblings. They actually actually had an older brother on the show as well, um, and their last name was Stevens. Okay, <laughs> nice. Fun. That's cool. Oh yeah, there's there's my third one. Cool, nice. Uh, Tiny, what do you got for us? Uh, my third pick, I, I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before specifically or most notably in the episode, what scares us. Nice. Uh, uh, the show is the X files. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's enough. Sorry. Channeling. I was channeling Matt. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, it has, it has a great theme song. Yes. Um, so, uh, the X-Files was like a huge part of my life for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, the show, had, it went on too long. It had nine seasons. Mm-hmm. I've never finished it. I've tried to rewatch it twice. Jeez. Uh, I have, still have yet to finish the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first like three or four, maybe five seasons like were hugely influential on in my life. I think it's uh, one of the one of the deciding factors of my fandom of science fiction really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe part of it is that it was, it was a family thing. Like, uh, that, that show bounced around a lot. It, um, I think it originally aired on Wednesdays. And, uh, I remember for a time it, they'd aired on Friday nights, which is like the desert of the TV world. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it got Sunday nights. It was just all over the place. But, uh, no matter what night it was on, we would either, uh, sit down and watch it live as a family or, uh, you know, the old school way back in the nineties, my dad would put a blank tape into the VCR and record it onto a VHS tape and we'd watch it later. Um, we were dedicated to that show. We had like, uh, some of the favorite like most famous episodes, they would release them on, um, uh, they would release them on VHS and we had like wow. 10 or 12 VHS tapes of just random episodes. Wow. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's like, that's like the only TV we had. That, or that's like the only TV tapes that we had. Right. Um, that's how dedicated we were to that show. Um, if you don't know what it was, it was, it was a show about these two FBI agents who investigate, uh, these, Things called X Files, which is uh, it's essentially a case where something happens that is unexplainable, and they're not sure how to explain what happens. It's it, they can't really solve it, mm-hmm. and uh, these two agents would go out and investigate it. And it was typically like paranormal or mm-hmm. you know some kind of some kind of science fictiony thing. Um, and the best thing, uh, th- some people would say, the best thing about the show is that it was both episodic and linear. Um, they had. Uh, season and series story arcs um, Mm. that were just so incredibly awesome. But then they would have individual episodes that didn't really have anything to do with the overall, you know, story arcs. It was just uh, a one-off episode about something. Um, And some of those, you know, individual episodes, some of them kind of suck. But some of them are really good, too. There's one about uh, where they go to, like, they, like, investigate some deaths at a, a circus and like they had to deal with these circus <laughs> freaks the whole, the whole episode. Uh, it's really cool. 
Um, but the overarching um, story was about uh, the main character's uh, involvement or belief in a government conspiracy to cover up the existence of uh, aliens visiting Earth. And so that scares the living crap out of me. <laughs> and so uh, that always stuck with me as a kid. And I, I would just always... I would always so look forward to like Friday nights or Wednesday nights when the show is coming. I was like, am I going to get the crap scared out of me by an alien tonight? Or is it going to be one of the, you know, the off episodes or whatever? Right. Um, it was, I just remember the anticipation of it. It was, it was just an event for our family and, mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was so much fun. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I watched it, uh, with my family also not, not like religiously or anything like that, but it was, just the theme song terrified me so much. It was so oh. there was. I it's a pretty good theme song. Oh yeah, it's pretty iconic. Oh yeah, and I remember yeah. specifically there was one like shot during the opening credits, like during the theme song, where there was this. Uh, and I've mentioned it before in the What Scares Us episode. There's a link in the show notes for you if you want to check it out. But there was this image of like this ghost, um, <laughs> like during <laughs> the theme song that always just chilled me, like with the combination of the music and that image. Happened all the time. Anytime I watched it, and I always, it always freaked me out. Um, yeah, but I, I never really watched the show that much. What did you make of the movies? Um, the first one that came out in the late '90s is phenomenally good. Mm-hmm. I I loved it, and then a few years, like I said, I never finished the series, so I was kind of hesitant to see the one that came out. I think it was in like '08, maybe or '09. Um, I don't even remember what it was called. I went. I was hesitant to go see it, but I did. Uh, it was okay. It, it was sort of like one of the one-off episodes, kind okay. of, uh, hmm. creepy premise, but it was, it was okay. Hmm. Yeah. Mike, did you ever watch The X-Files? No, I never did. Um, all I remember is also being creeped out by the, by the theme song. No. Um, and I watched maybe the first 10 minutes of an episode featuring Patrick Renna, who was, uh, Hamilton Porter from the Sandlot and the kid in the big green. Oh wow! You know, he's he's yeah. the kid with the red hair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He had like green glowing eyes. That's about all I can remember from <laughs> it. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, uh, but I did a- see I did see the first movie uh, in the drive-in, and I don't remember it at all. <laughs> oh man, it's too bad. Wow. Yeah. And the series the series is responsible, or it's. It's fun to go back and watch it now because there's a lot of actors that were guests in it who are famous now. Um, oh, there's sure. A, there's a really good episode with Giovanni Ribisi where he uh, he his character gets struck by lightning, but he survives and he has the ability to manipulate electricity. Oh, and huh. he's uh, he, he kind of goes insane a little bit. It's it's <laughs> a really good episode. Um, and there's yeah, there's actually awesome. a. I think there's a couple episodes at least two with um gosh i wish i could remember his name he was in lost the guy with the long hair what is his name not josh holloway no uh he was in hair. like gosh i should have looked it up you've got to be more specific <laughs> i know um <laughs> the he's the actor who married that really young girl he was like 50 oh, and oh, he buried oh. the girl um oh i know i know i know him I, can't I know. Why can't I think of his name? He's one of the Dharma guys. Um. Oh man, I can't remember. Um. Anyways, he was in uh, a couple episodes that were. He was just epically creepy. Um, nice. 
Yeah. So it's uh, it's fun to go back and watch it for that reason. Nice. Uh, Vince Gilligan wrote for it, and he wrote an episode with Brian Cranston, yes? Yeah, and uh, Dean Norris was in, uh, I think he was in multiple oh, nice. episodes as well, playing different characters. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So... It's a it's it's a really fun show. I one day I will watch it all. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you should review it on the website. Uh, well, you should. You you know you you know you want to. Uh, season by season. Nah, yeah, I'll pay you. <laughs> <laughs> you no, don't that's pay us enough as it is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Wait, you get paid a little? <clears throat> X nay on the payment a uh, ayment pay. Get out, Mike. Get out while you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so X-Files. Good pick. Yep, Good pick. awesome. Yeah. Uh, does that bring it to me for my third one? Yeah, third. So. Okay, I guess this this should, this will be the last one because we're running at an hour and we got to do potpourri. Are you guys cool with that? Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, I'm going to bring up a more semi-contemporary. I say contemporary, but it's 10 years old. Show that I referenced in the Blockbusters episode, um, Project Greenlight, um, documentary series on Bravo. I think uh, was it aired three seasons in two thousand one, two thousand three, and two thousand five. Um, it was it was a documentary series about filmmaking and where they had the competition to. Uh, the first two seasons was that they were going to um, pick. They they had a contest for, I think it was for, it was like either screenwriters or directors. I think directors, I think the first two seasons was a director-screenwriter combination thing. But the third season was like they had a different uh, contest for directors and a contest for screenwriters. I think the first one was just screenwriters. Um, but anyway, they had, uh, the, the second season's the one I remember most. It was the Battle of Shaker Heights. Which featured Shia LaBeouf, which I referenced in the Blockbusters episode. But uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on on that, check out that episode. But I remember this show was like the first time that I got into like reading screenplays. <laughs> it was it was just really cool because I just I just remember just sitting there like watching it watching the episode, and then they aired they posted the the screenplays the competing screenplays online. And like I remember just reading through the entire screenplay for the Battle of Shaker Heights and liking it quite a bit. Um, the story about a kid in, in Shaker Heights, Ohio, who is a Civil War reenactor who falls in love with uh, um, his best friend's sister, played by, I'm blanking on her name, she was in Roswell, um, um, Sherry Apple, Appleby, Apple, Appleby? Anyway, sure. so he fell in love with her, and I did as well because she was very hot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and it was it was a really good script. The movie was forgettable. It was it was okay, um, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. They they it was cool to see it in with having the having the screenplay in my mind, having read the screenplay and seeing how it was made through the TV show and seeing the finished product of the movie. It was just a really interesting view of the entire filmmaking process that I didn't really see. Like, and I remember, I think it was, uh, I think think it was that second season. I remember thinking it was so awesome. Or it might've been the third season that they were looking up, uh, looking up the actors who like scheduled casting calls or their casting directors had contacted the production to get their, to get their actors in or, or, uh, agents had, had done, uh, 
contacted the studio about it and they like looked up the actors on IMDb and I was like, oh, they're just like us. We look them up on IMDb too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, it was a really cool, really cool view of, of the filmmaking process. And it made me fall in love with movies even more. Um, and, uh, like news broke recently that they're actually going to bring it back. Um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are going to produce uh, a new series of it for TV. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm actually really excited about it um, because at its heart, it was a really cool view of the process. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Did you guys watch Project Greenland at all? Never did. Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> I did see the Battle of Sugar Heights though on your recommendation. That's a great movie. Is it? I see I don't remember. I don't remember the actual movie that well. I remember there being some really cool scenes and 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 that were true to the screenplay and all that. Really? But, um yeah. I just kind of remember it being kind of forgettable. Oh man, I thought the movie was great. There's some good stuff with uh there's some great scenes between Shia LaBeouf and uh William Sadler. Yeah. Cause yeah. If I remember correctly, he's he's very uh, distant towards his father because he was like a drug addict, I think. Something like that, or maybe yeah. just an alcoholic. I don't remember. Something like that, but it was there was like some really good scenes between them. Yeah, yeah. there was a. I referenced this in the blockbuster movies episode, but there was a really cool episode, I guess, where they were filming the scene where they have their like big heart to heart moment, and like mm-hmm. you can see you can see just Shia LaBeouf's acting process as he's getting ready for the role and all that. Uh, Cool. It was just it was just really cool. And uh the first the first season's movie was Stolen Summer, which I read the script. I don't think I watched the movie and had I wanna say uh was was um uh uh wow, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Does the impressions he was in House Arrest <laughs> Kevin Kevin um Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Got it. Yeah, um, I think I want to say he was in it, but it was about like a Jewish kid who who makes friends with a, uh, a another kid, and their faith is one of them has cancer. Some I don't remember what it was, uh, but I don't think I ever saw the actual movie. Um, and then the third mm. one was a little f- worse. <laughs> I, I I think the third one they were, went for a horror movie, which it was actually kind of cool because the, the feast right feast yeah. Yeah, I remember when that came out, and I was I was very interested in it. Mm-hmm. Never saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember the the contest for it. Like I mentioned, they did a separate contest for directors and for screenwriters, and it was pretty cool because I, I think I think the problem was they kind of just had a big problem <laughs> with with the end run of it because they had basically a first time like a, like a, a first time writer or or like they had two two people. Or I think it was a a director team but they had two like two people that were together on this thing like the writers the writer and the two directors and but they had no they had no understanding of how the industry worked or anything like that so it was just kind of this big cluster cluster of of, uh, production um but i remember it was really cool the way that they the way that they handled the competition for the directors was that they released like a scene just a generic scene uh, for it, and they had people um direct their version of it um 
so they had all these different kind of takes on the scene. It was a very generic scene. Like it, I don't think there was much description or, or any description, but it was just dialogue. And they had like all these different interpretations of it. And it was just really cool to see how uh, creative minds worked with that uh, that thing, that that uh, template. So nice. Yeah, so yeah, so that's my pick, and I'm excited for them to bring it back. I'll have a link to the to the news item in the show notes if you guys are interested in checking it out. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so should we move on to potpourri? Yes, sir. Sweet. Do it. And a quick note before I think there, we've been talking about doing uh, promos for for the show. Like, uh, uh, so if you're listening to this and you have a podcast and you're interested in including your promo for it, we'll uh, we'll get it on here in in between the main topic and potpourri. I think we're going to experiment with that. Um. Yeah. Is that is that good with you guys? <laughs> No. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I have a problem with that. Oh. JK. Two out of three. Anyway, um, no. Um, (laughs) uh, This is not a uh, uh, podocracy. This is a podtatorship. Let's go to potpourri. You just said that. I did. I did. (laughs) Um, All right. So potpourri is, uh, Mike, do you want to bring us into it? Sure. Cool. Potpourri is everyone's favorite section of this show. It's where we talk about anything we want that has to do with obsessive viewing, movies, TV, uh, or news we've heard about movies or TV. Uh, we can talk about something we've seen, something we're looking forward to see, or like I said, news. So, Tiny, what are you looking forward to or what have you seen? Um, I have been watching a lot of movies lately, trying to keep my, uh, my streak going. Right. Um, Last night I watched a movie uh that I I I really want Matt to watch it. Um <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a movie called uh it's called I Give It a Year. Oh, oh, I've seen that on Netflix. Yeah, have you watched it? Uh, no, but it's on my it's on my list. I'll I'll Yeah, it's a is it a rom-com or is it a rom-com? It is absolutely a rom-com. Oh, um, I'm there. And that's why I wanted <laughs> you to watch it because there's it's it's unconventional. Uh there's there's some they they break a lot of molds of the rom communists. Um, the I, cast is awesome. Nice. Um, Rose Byrne is in it, and uh, she marries uh, Rafe Spall, who's a, a British actor. You've probably seen him in a, a few things. Okay. Uh, Stephen Merchant is hysterical nice. in it. Um, Minnie Driver is also in it. She's pretty funny. Um, it's uh Simon Baker's in it. I I okay. I'm not much of a fan of his um yeah. I I don't think he's bad. I've just never seen him be particularly great, but I liked yeah. him a lot in this. I thought he was uh I thought he was really funny and and, and very poignant. Um nice. and then the other big name is uh Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. Um I honestly thought she was just a just a touch out of place, but she wasn't bad or anything. Didn't take away from it. Um oh. uh, I I don't necessarily want to give you a description of it because okay. It's it, it almost be a spoiler because it's like an okay. it's it's such an unconventional uh, rom com. Um, they they do a lot of fun things with the with the formula, and nice. I think they <clears throat> it's not necessarily tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. but to anyone who's seen dozens of rom coms, I think you'll appreciate <laughs> the the directions nice. that they take with it. Um, the performances are great. It's it's really funny and. Uh, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's kind of about these 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 two people who get married and then their marriage kind of gets a little rocky and it kind of goes from there. Um okay. It's it's really fun. I liked it a lot. 
Nice. I'll I'll definitely cool. have to check it out. That sounds awesome. Sounds right up my alley. Sadly, ladies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Mike, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, I'll keep mine brief. Um, and I'll keep it in my favorite genre, which is horror. Nice. I seem to be the, uh, the horror news guy. Right. Uh, and so I was perusing my favorite horror websites, uh, horrorbid.com and Halloween movies and horror hound. Nice. Uh, and I found that, um, there are now official plans for a Halloween three. Nice. And so, wow. yeah, they uh, on uh, Halloween Movies, which is the official website for Halloween and Michael Myers, mm-hmm. uh, the statement reads, as we've stated before, we are dedicated to the fans of the Halloween series just as much as we are dedicated to delivering a film that we believe the fans deserve and will most importantly love. With that being said, we can confirm that a new installment of Halloween is indeed on track and moving forward. We are currently developing a script to finally bring Michael back to the theaters. So a couple things about that. Um, it sounds like a lot of lip service because no. uh, the there have been several installments of Halloween that suck. Um, but I'm excited about a third one. It's interesting that they would do a third one, um, considering how final the second one seemed, um, especially because Rob zombie won't be involved. And, and I think he, I think he wanted it to be finished after the second one. And I have a whole lot of thoughts about Halloween two and, and basically how I think, um, that, Rob Zombie intended for Laurie Strode to be the killer the entire time hmm. and the studio wouldn't allow it. Um, and I've read several things that kind of, that kind of back up that theory. So um, I could elaborate more maybe on another episode, maybe a Shocktober episode, but anyway, um, the, the idea of another Halloween movie is exciting. The idea of a sequel to those movies is not exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder why they wouldn't just, uh, you know, cut cut ties and just reboot it again. Uh, yeah, amazing pull, pull an amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Zombie rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm a fan. But yeah, well, you know I, you liked it. Yeah. 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 And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their shitty opinion. Um, That's right. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll be. I I joked. I joked with Mike before the before the show. um, It would be funny if someone just kind of got the rights to it, um, and they and they just kind of ran like like they decided to make a shot for shot remake of Season of the Witch. Um, yeah, that would be the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that'd be funny. So definitely hoping that that's not the case. Right. I wonder if they'll have it out in time by whenever they, whenever, uh, they're going to come out with the, um, the Friday thir- the 13th, the next one, if it's still in the world. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be an interesting, uh, an interesting kind of matchup, uh, at the box office. For sure. Yeah. But I mean, of course, there's no telling if that would be the case or if either one is actually going to happen or, or whatever. Um, so yeah. Good, good job. <laughs> good pick. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I guess that brings it to me, uh, to close out potpourri. Uh, I've been, 
I've been watching on Netflix and I've been listening to the corresponding podcast of the show. Um, comedy bang, bang. <laughs> it's uh have you guys watched it at all? Uh, uh-uh. okay. It's uh Scott Ackerman who he, he's uh, uh, a comedian and he, he started earwolf, um, with, with one other guy, the earwolf, uh, podcasting network. Uh, and it's comedy bang, bang. It, the podcast was originally called comedy death ray, but they changed it to comedy bang, bang around the two year mark. But, it is hysterical. It's uh, the show and the podcast. I can't recommend them enough. Basically, the podcast. I'll start with the podcast. They have they have a celebrity guest, a com- comedy uh, comedian or, or actor, um, or both. But um, they have kind of a straightforward interview, and then most of the time they have someone else on after like a break who is impersonating someone or doing a character. So like, I think I, I uh, like Paul F. Tompkins does, uh, does Werner Herzog, um, <laughs> who he also takes it to, to double those movies from time to time. Uh, and then like one episode that I listened to, <laughs> listened to had, um, had, uh, um, Ben Schwartz and then Horatio Sands playing, uh, a fictional, uh, Coco Marx, uh, the grandson of Groucho Marx. Um, and it was just, it was really, really funny. But the show, the show goes, takes that kind of idea and just runs with it in a visual medium, obviously. Um, and, uh, Reggie Watts is like the band leader and they have like Scott Ackerman and, <laughs> and, uh, Reggie Watts have this back and forth kind of running throughout, throughout the show. Every now and then they open a show with like, like Scott will say to, to Reggie Watts, he's like, so Reggie, like one, one that stuck, stuck, stuck out to me was that he's like, so Reggie, what'd you get up to last night? And Reggie Watts just deadpans in. And it's like, uh, about 70, 75, but I had to slow it down because, you know, speed trap and all that. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's that kind of offbeat, kind of really stupid, absurd humor. Um, and it just plays it so well. And it's so predicated or it's so, it's so, uh, amplified or heightened. The quality of it is heightened by Scott Ackerman's kind of demeanor. He's kind of this, just like this straightforward kind of guy who's, who is, is really, really funny, but he has this sincerity and this, uh, this comedic timing that's kind of unmatched uh, as far as I've seen. It's just, it's a really good show and the podcast is hilarious too. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that, but I can't remember, but je- definitely check it out. It's, it's hysterical. I, I love it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I got. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys say? Should we, should we close it out then? Sounds good. Take yep. it home. All right. Let me just bring up my, my my cheat sheet here um you know here and oh here it is okay <clears throat> as always thank you for listening to the obsessive viewer podcast uh and thank you to star tissue for providing our awesome opening theme music you can find more of their music at soundcloud.com slash star tissue um make sure to rate and review us on itunes and vote for us for podcast of the month at podcastland.com uh it helps us out a lot both of it spe- specifically itunes um, iTunes reviews is, is a big help for us. Um, and please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. Uh, we're posting a lot of cool, like news articles and, and commentary on stuff on that stuff that doesn't necessarily fit in the blog, which you can find at obsessiveviewer.com where we're posting a lot of, uh, articles and, and, um, uh, commentary and reviews and stuff like that. 
Um, I've, I've reviewed, uh, by the time this airs, I will have reviewed all episodes of Bates Motel this season, so you can check that out. Uh, and also the second season of House of Cards as well. Um, not to mention, find plenty of movie reviews and industry commentary. I fumbled that. Um, and also, you can follow us each on Twitter. Uh, you can find me, Matt, at Obsessive Viewer. Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny. And Mike, of course, is at I am Mike White. Uh, and also check out ObsessiveBookNerd.com. It's our website devoted to reading and the uh, evolving world of reading. <laughs> and the secular perspective is Tiny's uh side project about religion and uh, secularism in the world today. Um, and then you can also, uh, if you have any thoughts on the podcast or suggestions for future topics or sound bites you want us to play of your own reviews or your own um, thoughts on, on what we've talked about, you can email it to us at ovpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, if you're in the Indianapolis area, check out Indie PopCon on May 30th to June 1st. We will have a booth there. We'll have recording equipment at the booth. We'll record it. Um, we'll record there. Well, I think we're also going to try to book time on the podcaster stage in the main hall. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have a lot of, a lot of cool stuff for you guys to check out. Uh, if you guys want to be on the podcast or, or check us out there. So. And uh, free hugs. Free hugs. Yes. Yes. Free hugs. That's that's a big that's well, a big one free hug per listener. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to like we're not going to give away hugs. Yeah, we gotta we gotta keep the lights on here, so you you know <laughs> every extra one is is uh, uh costs extra. So I think that about does it. Do we have any other any other business to uh, to bring up? I don't think so. I didn't get my paycheck this week. <laughs> What the heck, man? Your paycheck is my smile. Oh. Which you can't see mm-hmm. right now because you're via Skype, but that's okay. I forgive you. Okay, good, because you're not getting a paycheck. Um, Mike, yours is in the mail. Um, Sweet. <laughs> plus I can't a bonus, wait. Plus a handsome bonus. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't want to know what it means. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll know what popped on, Mike. You'll know what popped <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, that about does it for us. (laughs) All right. right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
This is all bad. My posse and my crew. <laughs> <sighs>